Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Only in Washington, D.C. can you shout, tax the rich, and then give the wealthy a big tax cut. Only in Washington, D.C. Can that tax cut be counted as positive revenue to pay for other things? If that math doesn't add up for you, you are not alone. So let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Uh, As we know, math in Washington, D.C. often gets a little fuzzy, a little squirrely, a little gimmicky, a little loopholey. All of those things are regularly part of the bill-making process, the legislative process in our nation's capital. And, of course, we've heard a lot about that in the recent months. Uh, we've heard uh, from a number of folks who have just said, yes, we're going to pay for all of this big $1.75 trillion now. Uh, started at $6 trillion, went to $3.5, now $1.75 trillion social spending package. We're going to pay for it by taxing the rich. And uh, much of that was uh, coming uh, out of the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. And then we find out that in the bill, uh, there is something that actually will provide an enormous tax break to the wealthiest of Americans. Uh, if you missed the show yesterday, I had a great conversation with Eric uh, Bame from Reason Magazine, and we were talking about how this tax cut uh, for the wealthy uh, is being pitched and why it's being pitched as part of Uh, This larger social spending package, the Build Back Better plan, as the White House likes to refer to it. Uh, So take a listen. Eric uh, talked about this exemption. It's called SALT, state and local taxes, that you can deduct when you're filing your federal tax return. Take a listen. In this case, it has to do with the state and local tax deduction. You're allowed to, under current uh, law, deduct up to $10,000 in state and local tax payments. From your federal tax, uh, from your from your federal tax liability, uh, that is a cap. That ten thousand dollar cap was imposed as part of the twenty seventeen tax reforms that were passed by the Republicans in the Trump administration, uh, and uh, Democrats are now proposing to uh, remove that cap as part of the uh, the Build Back Better plan. Uh, that uh, because the cap, you know, is already at ten thousand dollars. That means the only people who are going to benefit from repealing that cap are people who owe larger, more than you know, $10,000 in state and local taxes. They will get to deduct that larger amount off of their federal taxes. So the benefits here 
overwhelmingly flow to uh, people in the in the really upper echelon of American society and people who happen to live in states that already have high state and local taxes. So what we're talking about here are uh, not surprisingly, a lot of people who live in blue states. That's why Democrats are interested in doing this. Uh, if you make a lot of money and you live in California or New York, this is a policy. This is a change that potentially you know, changes your tax liability quite dramatically. It uh, doesn't really do anything for anybody else. I know that sounds bad, but it actually gets worse. <laughs> Eric went on to discuss the percentage of people who would actually benefit uh, from what the progressive Democrats in the House uh, are putting into this Build Back Better plan. The Tax Policy Center crunched the numbers on this, and they found that only 9% of households will see any benefit at all from repealing the salt cap, and that the wealthiest 1% of of American households get 56% of the benefits. Uh, So, you know, yeah, to your point, this really cuts against the message politically. It's a a dilemma for Democrats because it really does cut against their uh, tax-the-rich message. Did I say it sounded bad and was getting worse? Oh, yeah, it gets much worse. Eric also shared with us the fact that in the bill, the way it is written, these tax cuts would also be retroactive, making it a double bump for the wealthy. It would actually be a net tax cut at least next year for the wealthiest 5% of Americans because uh, in addition to getting this uh, cap lifted, it's also going to be a retroactive change to tax policy. So next year, uh, wealthy households will get uh, not just one year's worth of tax relief here, but a, but a few years' worth. And then finally, Eric called this a uh, – well, actually, before before we talk about the misalignment of incentives, because that's a whole other issue, uh, I just want you to think through this in terms of what this does. So by removing what people can deduct on your federal taxes – so you pay state tax, you pay uh, local tax, and then you can deduct that when you file your federal tax re- return. And so what this is doing is it will either eliminate or raise significantly up to 80000 uh, what you can deduct. And so, of course, those who spend more uh, are going to get a bigger benefit. Uh, the sad thing, when you really break down the numbers, is it gets down to the fact that uh, those who are wealthy, the top, not even the top 1%, the top half a percent, uh, it will be a benefit of about $68,000 to them. And for the rest of us, the vast majority of us, our benefit is going to be $52. And it's worse than that because it's actually $52 over five years. So the benefit for middle income, lower income folks is almost non-existent uh, over the course of this. Uh, and so that's a, a big part of that mathematical fuzziness uh, that is our nation's capital and then it gets even worse than I thought it was worse. And that is the those proposing this bill in the House are saying this is actually going to increase revenue and help us pay for all of these social programs in the Build Back Better plan. Now, that may seem really hard to figure out, but only in Washington could you find the gimmick, the loophole, or the gap Uh, to actually make this work. And so the way that it works is currently those SALT deductions, again, being able to deduct your state and local taxes, uh, it is set to expire in 2025. So in Washington math, that means any revenue 
after 2025 wouldn't happen. And so what they're going to do is, even though they've raised the cap so significantly, they're going to extend it until 2030. And guess what? Because the program was supposed to end in 2025, they can actually claim new money coming in because they've extended it to 2030. Who's going to benefit? The wealthiest are going to benefit the most. Uh, Most people are not even going to see any change as it relates to their taxes and what they're actually paying. Now, finally, I want to go real quickly uh, to what Eric called the problem of misaligning incentives. Problem with the salt uh, cap repeal is that you're you're effectively subsidizing states that have high taxes because you're not forcing those policymakers in the state to feel the political consequences of having uh, high taxes, of having you know a lot of putting that burden on their residents because. Their residents can then deduct that those taxpayers in New York or in California can deduct those state payments from their federal taxes so they don't feel the full brunt uh, of of what they're paying. And they're, you know, they're going to vote differently. And they're the people that they elect are going to vote differently because of those kind of misaligned incentives. Um, And I I don't think that's a role for the federal government to play. It's not a role for federal tax policy to play to subsidize decisions that are made at the state level. Uh, If you owe tax to your state, you should pay it. If you owe tax to the federal government, you should pay it. And if you don't like those things, then you should for politicians at the state and federal level who will change those respective tax policies. And that is the problem. So this is actually a federal subsidy of states that have high taxes. So it's not as painful for someone to pay high taxes in California or New York or Connecticut because we're subsidizing it because they get to deduct that on their federal returns. Uh, this is a tax issue uh, that is very troubling to me, especially because we are labor, labeling it as tax the rich. We're actually giving the rich a tax break, and we're actually having a lot of states subsidize states that are very expensive uh, and not being held accountable for what is so expensive in their government. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.